he's such a I would love to be a fly on the wall and drink just because he's so like I would love to know the mind of Drake. So was he on some like this UK drill is hot? I have to hop do a UK drill track. But he's always done that though. But I'm like, is it actually like like is there like if you go to his fucking house, is there like a fucking blackboard where it's just like you know you know BK drill question mark crossed out <laughs> no UK drill exclamation point. I like, mean, is again, it like. He has an OVO data scientist. He knows what's trending. He's, he's parsing all that data in real time. So UK drill's gonna be hot. Like it's gonna be hot. Twenty twenty. Insane. I feel like it's 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 so it's like callous, but at least sometimes it's like, oh, this is a hot track. I hop on it. But it's just, yeah, right now. I, mean, I feel like there's another invisible hand behind the Drakeisms. You know, look, like he he's taking credit for Afrobeat. He's taking credit for all these things. Like you know, I, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad. It's, but it's, it's, I, it's, I, I I just think that the, the the UK drill does not work with like a North American accent. No, it doesn't. And and and, and he's not. It's. It, I feel like it's gonna sound weird to say that. I feel like it's UK drill requires a lot more aggression on the mic than a lot yes. of American hip hop. Yes. And he's not that like no. on the mic either. No. Like he, there's no smooth flow over UK drill. <laughs> 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 Perhaps because it's a byproduct of like Jamaican and like African oh, yeah, patois, no, which like, we all know is very smooth and sexy. Yeah. It's like, yeah <laughs> you gotta be a little, you know, a little gruff, a little rough around the edges. And unfortunately, that's Drake's one, one, not, not one, two of five. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Good, lady, good evening, ladies and gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And that was our Drake intro, because I'm just going to let that shit stay and fuck it, because that was great. Dude, we, we, we get all the hits when we talk yes. about Drake. It's, so, it was, it was Drake, beautiful. Drake, 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 Drake. Drake. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were talking about his, his, his greatest, his latest creation, UK Drill, and his new song, Cold War. But besides that, this episode is an episode that's been a year in the making. A year. A year, fam. You know what I'm saying? 2019 was a very great year, very positive year. A lot of great things happened this year. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. You know, it's 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 been something where we're we're amped. You know, the world's in a great place, you know. You know, we've we've cured world hunger, we've we've cured cancer, you know what I'm saying? Racism, bigotry, gone. Climate change. Climate has change been clear. Evaporated. It's been fucking oh, it's been it's been a great fucking year. And we're gonna go into 2020, you know, thinking positive thoughts. And it's still keeping this mental dis- dissonance of what's happening out there in the real world. <laughs> but anyway, so this is the year wrap up where we kind of go through, you know, the small, the positive things of the year was the fact that arguably I think it was a good music year overall. Yeah. It's been a weird music year because I don't think we have any had any really major blockbuster like Beyonce breakup, divorcee, coming out lesbian album slash Drake. <laughs> <laughs> triple album long mixtape slash I mean you know, I, I feel like we needed a cooling off period 2018 yeah there was a lot I wouldn't say there was a lot of heat there but like basically it's kind of like the Marvel <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like the DC of of like music releases with like Jay-Z you know Kanye Drake you know like all, all of these releases and you know 2018 I think we needed a cooling off period yeah like, it was it was like the 824 <laughs> music releases 824 <laughs> <laughs> You know, things are a little bit more deeper, a little more, more introspective. More, a, little, a little more indie movie house, you know? A little, a little bit more We're going to have to do the Disney. We're going to have to do Fast and Furious. <laughs> you could do a little bit, you know? Small, you know, theater house movie. That's all, you know? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's just go down the list. Let's go down the list. This is going to be entertaining. All right. I'm, I'm so, ready. So, our first category is Worst Hip Hop Trend. And you put Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> By a large margin now, 
<laughs> I will say formally, Jesus is my homeboy. <laughs> I love Jesus. And I think I have a genuine love for Jesus. You know, I may have my little times, you know, atheist ways at times, but generally the man himself, biblically, cool ass dude. <laughs> for some reason, he's had a really weird 2019 where you see him popping up a lot of places where I'm pretty sure he himself will not be popping up. <laughs> You don't think he's also like Kanye? Yeah, I, I have a sick suspicion now. You know, <laughs> he's, you know, two mediocre ass Kanye West albums. <laughs> so, yeah, this has been a big, big year for Jesus. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe the apocalypse know. has something to do with it. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have Kanye, you know, with. I mean, look, he dropped a gospel album two. on Christmas. We've got, we've, yeah, we got two gospel albums from <laughs> Kanye. Like straight ahead gospel album. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we also have... Um, we'll, Snoop dropped a fucking gospel yeah, album, which Snoop is, which, which is fucked up. Album. How we fucking forgot about Snoop's gospel album. Yeah, like, we were talking then, shit about Kanye, but in fucking March, Snoop dropped one first. You and know then, what like, Chance the Rapper got beat out yeah. by a Christian rapper. I keep forgetting the dude's name. I don't know. Some, but, somebody, like, Chance was yeah. supposed to be, like, the Christian rap god, <laughs> and he got beat out by an actual Christian rap guy. Yeah, nah, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Katy Perry. Remember how that one dude shoot Katy Perry and got all that money, too, for for um, the Dark Horse? Dark Horse? Yeah, Dark Horse beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's been... Christian, Christian rap guy. It's, it's, been, it's been a really weird year for Jesus this this year and you know I don't know it's, it's something where even though we joke it's something where it's kind of fascinating to kind of see you know on a positive way gospel kind of crossover and in a negative way not crossover in a way that's actually decent if that makes any weird sense <laughs> I felt that you know we discussed this ultralight beam I felt like was a great moment yeah I felt like that was something genuine and he kind of wanted to see more of those things in 2019 and it felt like we kind of got a lot of mediocre shit. It almost felt like fucking, it's like as if, like, let's say if Lil Nas X country shit became a big, really big deal, all of a sudden you had these really bad, mediocre, like, fucking, like, Heath Urban fucking collaborations. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it felt like more of a trend. It didn't really feel genuine. It felt like kind of, you know, just bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't feel like this is a trend. I, I, don't, I don't feel like this is going to, this energy is going to, to come into 2020. I feel like Kanye is such an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> What he's doing, um, nobody's gonna like try to hop on a Kanye gospel <laughs> album track, you know. And then, just like with all this other Christian rap, a lot of stuff's been existing, you know. If you're a part of that demographic, then you already know about those guys, those Christian rap guys. Like that, that scene has been around for a long time. And I don't feel like those guys are gonna cross over. But that's the thing. It would have been nice. Like it's something where it goes back to the idea of where. Remember how we did? We like we were talking about our favorite rappers and Lecrae popped up. It's like the idea of there's a lot of great Christian yeah. rappers out there. So it'd been cool like if like a lot of those great Christian rappers actually got some fucking play. And it's like it's, we still have this weird fucking schism. But like I said, it just felt like a trend of where it's like, oh, we'll just throw a little gospel shit on there because Chance made it big a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I, and I think like, you know, there's room for those rappers to pop off. And I do think like, you know, even though Kanye is Kanye, he may have opened up a lane um, for some of these rappers to kind of pop off like, and cross over to the mainstream. But I don't think I don't think you know Ty Dolla Sign is gonna drop a gospel album. You know I, I don't think it's gonna like uh, that would be thing. fucking flames though. It would be holy flames. shit. Yeah, that would actually. <laughs> but fuck, you know, if I, anybody could do it, he could do it. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think it's something that will like be contained in 2019. But you I, you know what? Who knows? <laughs> Music industry is so crazy right now. Trump's a president. 
I have no idea. I can't even do predictions anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a wide <laughs> wide open field. Uh, what else we have? We have we have beef of the lead, beef of the year, which I kind of it's it's a freebie. You know, Damian Lillard versus Shaq. More of a diss towards the current Nick Cannon Eminem beef, which is fucking why. <laughs> why you know I don't understand that beef. Like I'm like. <sighs> At least in 2018, we had real legit beef. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just feels boring. And at least the Shaq, Damian Lillard felt a little more fun and silly. Yeah. Where they actually feel like, at least Nick Cannon feels like they want you to take this seriously. Where it's what? like, it's not even funny. And you are supposed to be a funny dude. That's how you make your checks. Yeah. But I just, I feel like the way Nick Cannon responded, I'm like, it was trying to be a little bit you know, hard and tough. I'm like, fam, you host fucking Mad Singer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can't, like you can't. No, you can't just like play your hip hop card right yeah, now. Yeah, no, nobody don't work like that. Yeah, you know? nobody's really believing you. You know, what I'm saying not I, not when the real OG, the one who runs the real streets, Ray J is out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I'm just like, look, I I will like, I think Pusha T has elevated <laughs> the art of beef. You know, to the point where you you have to like, you know. Like release somebody's tax returns now, <laughs> <laughs> in order to get some traction. Now, <laughs> that's what it's come to. <laughs> so anything, Ooh. anything below that, I'm not even paying attention to. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's got to be scorched earth. There's there's no like you know no 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 long you know because even arguably that beef is just based off like people you know like we've all dated Mar you know Mariah Carey type shit. But it's like no, it's that shit is just fucking <laughs> gonna have to come deeper. I need some real literal bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, but since we went to the negative let's go to the positive the best hip-hop trend and it only took 2019 40 years of hip-hop there's something called female mcs gas yeah there's these there's women who check this out they like rap music <laughs> they know bars and they spit bars you know this this recently this music industry discovered this trend and magically, out of nowhere, you've got female rappers getting fucking like you know, like publicists and budgets and actual fucking attention from music publications. It's fucking crazy talk. I don't know. It's where the country's going backwards and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gays are marrying. You know what I'm saying? You got you got this trans issue now. Women are rapping. It's, oh it's, my, it's, oh we're goodness. falling away from Jesus. Oh my goodness! It's crazy, crazy talk. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been a really interesting year for rappers. So, you know, we have Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi, you know, Cash Doll, Rico Nasty, Doja Cat. Also want to shout out, like, Tierra Whack, No Name, Lil Yeah, Sims. No Name, yeah. So it's like, it's not even that you have this, this like, breadth of women rappers, female rappers. You now have this diverse breadth of female rappers, yes, right? Yeah, same thing that, uh, like, the Jermaine Dupree was kind of going on. There's like, I don't want all these female strippers rapping. But it's, like, it's totally not. It's to completely and totally yeah. not. You know, I mean, like, like you do have somebody like City Girls or Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B. But you also, again, like, have Tierra Whack. You know, you have No Name. You have, like, all these other, like... <laughs> Arguably more diverse than the males. Yeah, If Rhapsody, you think about it, if you, you think know, about, like, the top, yeah. let's say... If, if, I'm pretty sure if you kind of grab let's say, the top 20 artists, female streaming out there and looked what what they're playing with, the wheelhouses they're playing with, it'll be much more fucking diverse than what you have the top male artists. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a good year. I do have to say, you know, I noticed on my top 10, like the only female rap album that kind of got my attention was the Lil Sims album, which has popped up on a few other different places. I didn't really... 
I mean, I love the like the Megan Thee Stallion. I love to hear her rap, but I do think like there's she needs that. that, Whoa, wait, that. We're, gonna, we're gonna get that. We're gonna yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, okay, we're, cool. We're, we're, but I'm just saying, like, I, all I want to say with this is just that I, I do think there's some some ways to go. I want all of these these females to win. I want them to be as quirky as like a Tyler the Creator and as famous as a Drake. And I feel like that's kind of the next step for all of these the, like these females. And I'm waiting for that to happen. That didn't really happen in 2019, but hopefully the, the foundation's there, and you know, we'll see. Hopefully in 2020. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's I think it is there. Not, I think a lot of the, the the big thing I think is a lot of the a lot of these female MCs are kind of working in a space of where how many big yeah little Sims yeah making the stallion, but there weren't that many big album releases because a lot of them are kind of working in spaces of where it's like singles, it's this and that. I do think that it's it's a it's it's just a matter of time because No Name dropped that fucking I mean, last year. No Name had Tierra Whack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Look, I I I've seen Rico Nasty performing. Oh, and Rico Nasty Anchor Management fucking was a was a great little yeah. It was a great it was, you know it was one of those things where like. I heard it. And I was like, "Oh, it's okay." But when I saw her perform, my God, she had like five, ten thousand people just like going crazy for her, knowing this, all the lyrics, you know. So, I actually feel like Rico Nasty might be like the breakout out of all of them, just on a, on a sleeper. On a sleeper? Is that you put you put in money your money behind that? Is that the Vegas odds? I'm going to moneyball it, you know. That's what the dad early. telling me. Draft it early, you know what I'm saying? Put a little money in there. That's what the dad scientist is telling me. Recoup what you goes major, you know what I'm saying? I get it, I get it, I understand it. No, it's something where, like, I don't know. It's For me, I think it's great. I think it's something where, and I think here's the kicker. Their products have been much more interesting. Little Sims. Has like you know somebody who's rapidly rapping, great. Megan Thee Stallion, you know, de- definitely something old school, fucking like 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 who's the woman from fucking Three Six Mafia, like gangsta boot type shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like like that yeah. like classic down south, like you know yeah. slap dudes in the face type shit. You've got fucking Rico Nasty, which is basically doing like fucking aggressive mosh pit, fucking angry shit. It's it's what I like about it is the fact of where they're doing stuff which. Again, it would have been very easy. Where I felt like, unfortunately, a lot of the, a lot of the, like, like, <clears throat> it goes back to the idea of the way fucked up hip hop is, and by extension, the way fucking the music industry is, is where they kind of force women to this kind of very specific kind of like, you've got to be doing this to make records. You've got to be doing this. You know, you, if 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 you're a female rapper, you've got to either be very masculine or sell your oversell your femininity. You can't be both. What's cool about it is the fact that at least on paper, they're doing it on their own fucking terms. Oh yeah. Like there yeah. isn't like it's not like any of these women got put on because there's some dude out there, you know, trying to push them up and like, oh, this is my homegirl trying to get her a record label deal or yada yada yada. They kind of all built. Oh, you ready for this? They all pull themselves by their bootstraps. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> that 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 GOP talk. <laughs> You know, they aren't out there like those other rappers getting welfare handouts. <laughs> These black women went out there, worked hard, and pulled themselves up into the proper tax brackets. But you know what? But that's the thing, though. I mean, and we can move on, but I do have to say, you know, I was, I was like watching this mini documentary around City Girls, and they, you know, they hustled and they put out these tracks on SoundCloud and they, you know, like put in the work and, like, you know, started playing shows locally. And, like, they put in a lot, you know, a lot of work. And built up this kind of grassroots effort before they got noticed by quality control, you know. And I feel like that's 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 what these, you know. Like now you have streaming, you have social media, you have branding. So, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about social media, 
But I do have to say, like, at least it's kind of defeating some of the, the gatekeepers and uh, giving these females the opportunities to build their own brand. Yeah, because they've been working hard for a long time. It's the idea of where, you know, normally when you had those gatekeepers, they'd be like, oh, I could sign this hot young female MC who's got this, you know, this, 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 you know, this fan base. Or I could go to the generic rapper number three, male rapper number three, because this is what I'm used to. I'm not afraid of him. You know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Men suck. Lord, next. <laughs> Is where we're gonna have a discussion. This is where we're gonna go into most disappointing project of the year. I am gonna go first because I know it's gonna be a little fight here. But for me, it was probably pretty much Schoolboy Q crash talk. I kind of threw Flying Lotus there, and I feel like that was a little unfair on my part, just because it's it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's even though it was marketed as a double album, it was long as hell. Well, probably I think his longest album. And I think the issue there was the fact that it was just, it was bloated, but it but there was some really great strong tracks there. It was a really great idea. Yeah, it just needed some tracks to kind of get rid of. With Crash Talk, what got me was the fact of you had Schoolboy Q, one of my favorite lyricists out there, as far as one of the great like storytellers of just like kind of like, and I don't want to kind of put it in, put him in a box, but he's just a really good storyteller about what it means to like grow up, you know, in a gang neighborhood, LA life. Yeah. Yada, 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 where he kind of said decisively, like, look, you know, I'm not an old rapper. I'm trying to do more fun music. And while Crash Talk definitely had its highs, the sad thing is those highs were the songs that most were like what he does really best. Yeah. Kind of documenting what's happening in the world, kind of like street shit, kind of dark shit. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, going back to, because we were discussing before about Rick Rubin and, and Andre 2000 interview, and they were discussing yeah. about how we kind of put artists in certain boxes and we kind of expect certain things out of them. And I remember an interview, they kind of brought up Radiohead, they kind of brought up uh, Yeezus. And the thing is, it's, it's a struggle between wanting your artists to kind of do the same thing because that's what you like them for. Yeah. You know, when it, particularly when it comes to, you know, there's a big part of nostalgia with fucking music, loving music. You know, like when I was fucking 12, my father played this song on the radio, which as a result, you know, I like this genre where when I drive around and my father passed X amount of years ago, when I hear it, it reminds me of my father. You kind of can't really beat the bonds of music. It really is the soundtrack of our lives. Yeah. So we kind of put these expectations of all these artists where it's like I expect them to kind of be doing the same exact stuff, which I loved. And it's hard to be an artist because you're a creative by, by nature. You want to break out of those boxes. And a lot of the great records that we like you know, initially was artists going out of the box. They were doing weird, crazy shit. So the thing is, though, is sometimes you're kind of really good. <laughs> sometimes your muscles are really good at doing one thing, and to kind of get those new muscles take require a little more work. Yeah. So kind of hearing Schoolboy Q kind of doing a little more light affair. <sighs> so, I mean, we already talked about this album. I didn't mind this album that much. I'm not a huge Schoolboy Q fan. Um, you know, I did read, read the interview where he's just like, look, I just want to hang out with my door in Calabasas <laughs> and that's the American dream. So I'm not even mad at that whole aspect. Um, and he's like, there's a couple of tracks in there, like Num Num Juice, which I think are, are fucking amazing tracks. It's one of my favorite tracks of the year. One of my favorite beats and production of the year. Just cause it's just like, it just goes super hard. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think it's as disappointing. Um, uh, but again, I'm not like a huge boy q fan so i can't really tell you <laughs> all i know is like there's at least one or two or three or four like schoolboy tracks schoolboy school q tracks that i love like off of every album um i'm gonna say though that my most disappointing album was the big day by chance rapper <sighs> um 
And I think it's because I had super high expectations for this album. Like a schoolboy album, I didn't really have that high expectations for. But the Chance album, I think I had like super high expectations for. Now look, it's not a bad album. It's, 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 I mean, Chance, I think, was just like dragged through the mud by critics and fans and the internet, you know. I don't think it's a bad album, but I think, you know, just kind of what you're saying, it's kind of, it's basically more of the same thing. There's nothing I felt like stood out. Like there's nothing production wise that I thought was like super amazing. There's no risks taken. It was just an okay album. And I feel like if you're on the level of chance, like you can't deliver okay. You're better off like being Kanye and like just doing something completely off the wall, right? Because I feel like that at least makes you stand out. Whereas this is just, it was an okay album. Like it was completely <laughs> in the middle. No, great know? point. Because I was going to say that for me, I'm not a huge Chance fan, but I listen to Chance. It didn't feel that much of a departure overall. Yeah. Like it felt like a logical kind of like, you know, he started out where, you know, like, he started bridging more, I mean, his happy raps. <laughs> you know, his whole thing was being the happy rapper. So, like, when he kind of came out doing acid rap, it was a little more introspective, a little bit more, I don't want to say more underground, but, you know, the idea was it wasn't that polished. Yeah. And then he kind of, you know, over time, he kind of blew up more and more and more. So it's something where it's the idea, to me, is a logical conclusion of where he was supposed to go. So I was very surprised at the backlash. But I guess you kind of have it. It's like when you kind of have a superstar rapper, you expect a superstar album, not just a uh, album. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, like I don't think it's as bad as the public is making out to be, but I, I do think the expectations were set a little bit higher for him, and you know, I, it is what it is. I, I don't, I don't think he's, you know, I, he took the L, hopefully, and I'm sure he'll come back. But mm. uh, yeah. All right, so here's here's another. Uh oh, here we go. Here, oh, this here is, real this is my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the most disappoint. No, actually, sorry, the wasted potential of the year. Yes, yes. So I'll take this one. So this is Megan The Stallion, Hot Girl Summer. It was a meme of the summer. It, it was a meme that like crossed over. You had girls in the hood saying it. You had like white girls in Iowa saying it. Your mom was saying it. Like hot girl summer was a thing. And I feel like there's two things that happened here. First off, they bungled like the release. Like hot girl summer, I think started trending on social media around like May. They dropped the out like the track in like August. So they like missed a whole window in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> hot girl summer was basically hot girl, hot, hot girl auto by the time yeah exactly exactly uh and then the second part is like the the track wasn't that great uh having uh was it ty dollar sign yeah, ty, he was the strongest thing on that track actually and, and you know like like uh what was it uh not little cam but um uh the trina can't remember who it was no damn this is really bad edit this out <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing; but, it was very not memorable. Like, yeah, I, like, like Ty Dolla Sign makes me. Remember, I remember Ty Dolla Sign yeah, much Nicki easier. Minaj, Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Yeah, and I think you know. I feel like this could have been an amazing track. Like I'm, I, like I feel myself a and ring this track every time I hear it. Kind of like shit. Why didn't you get Cardi B? Why didn't you get Lizzo? Why didn't you get like, you know, you can just get like all of the trending rappers. <laughs> You know, like even like do like a Rico Nasty or something like like get all the trending female rappers, make it like an anthem, 
you know, just like, you know, and I'm sure, look, look, okay, cool. You may not be able to afford Lizzo or her fees like crazy. Just have her play the flute in the background, <laughs> you know? Dear Lizzo, how much, <laughs> we can afford your, your actual rapping or singing because it goes 100 grand. How much for Lil's flute? We've got 10 Gs here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I feel like there's so many different ways to do that, and I feel like that could have been Megan Thee Stallion's, like, crossover anthem song, the song that she can, like, go on, like, I don't know, NBA like finals or something or like Super Bowl like halftime show and maybe she doesn't want that but I'm just saying like that could have been like what the song was just because we like, you saw Hot Girl Summer everywhere you know and I feel like that was that was going to be the anthem that could have been the anthem of 2019 and I feel like it fell short you know it's it's it's, it's, it's the fight that we're gonna have is really kind of not really gonna happen it's more I kind of agree with you for the most part is I think. It's weird because she reminds me, it's going to sound a weird kind of comparison, like Nas, where she's a fantastic MC, but I don't know about her, her, her ear for like beats uh, yeah. and like song concepts to a certain yeah, extent. Okay. Where she's, got, yeah. she's definitely got bars for days. She definitely got her two to three verses. But I think when it comes to kind of like, all right, we're going to do this, this, this. I don't know if it's her or her team, and I think it's the idea of where when she had her record, it worked because it's like we're gonna keep it fucking, we're gonna keep it Texas as fuck. We're gonna make these fucking beats, and this this is kind of an homage to where I'm from, yeah. which is kind of easy because it's kind of you know probably wanted to fucking you know you know you know sellingbeats.com, typed in fucking Houston type beats, and then fucking got a whole bunch of fucking <laughs> like fucking you know and then you know like I said it's something where that's it's a lot easier to kind of a and r that kind of an album. When it comes to content crossing over, it requires a little bit more imagination. And I think it's kind of unfortunate that like she didn't kind of like you said it, it was a, it was a very easy ball to fucking get a touchdown with, and for her to kind of drop it was kind of like uh and it, and he kind of wanted to have it be a moment because like you've got this great young dope bar barred up MC and like you know like like crossing over into a workplace where he's like it's like on fucking Fox News and doing Hot Girl Summer. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I think she'll learn, you know, she, her life is still great because I saw her taking pictures of fucking Beyonce and fucking Blue. Oh, no, I mean, she, yeah. she, she good. Yeah, she but good. I, the idea is I hope that, you know, going into 2020 that, you know, I don't know if it's a team. I don't know if it's more, like, you know, they they, they put a little more work into, the, into like, because, like I said, she's just so dope that she's, like, it's weird because I'm going to make another weird allegory. So, like, The Baby. The Baby has dropped two albums, which are basically one album, all kind of the same beat, all kind of the same shit, but it's perfectly in the same wheelhouse that he's really good at. And it's something where they're able to kind of keep him in that safe space, but also kind of make it funny enough so that it crosses over like Shug. So I'm hoping that they kind of find that corner for like Megan when she does more projects like that. Yeah, yeah. And and I do have to say, now that I think about it, I mean, Houston had that little window, right? Uh, But... There's not a lot of Houston rappers that have, have been able to cross over. I do, oh, no. I do think, think that sound is very, very local. Yeah. Like, I do think that sound is very much like, if you're from the area, you understand like what's going on. You understand the cadence. And I feel like a lot of times, like, um, you know, like that just doesn't cross over like outside Houston. Um, I, I feel like, you know, he had a Paul Wall, Mike Jones had that one track, you know. Uh, but I even feel like that track was just... he dropped his phone number yeah <laughs> but, you know so a, I, a I little do, bit of novelty there yeah but you know i i do i do kind of sense you know like like houston has produced a lot of amazing rappers and you know, amazing rappers that are appreciated by people who love hip-hop but if you're trying to be a pop star you're trying to be on that level of cardi b and beyonce like i mean maybe it's something where you may need to step out of that that comfort zone of houston um and again like houston might like 
jump me next time I'm in Texas, but um, maybe that's what she needs. We'll see. We'll see. Um, next one would be actually going right into it. Glow up of the year, the baby. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question. I, I don't think a rapper's had a better year than he has. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And look, I'll, I'll also put, I don't know if we, we talked about Lizzo, but like, she's not a rapper. But um, outside of Lizzo, which is like probably the glow up of like the past five years, <laughs> <laughs> the baby was somebody who I think. Got on people's radar, started jumping on a bunch of tracks, started like cl- jumping on a bunch of collaborations, and then like you just came. I would say you went from like a collaborator to like a number one selling artist, like in the course of a year. Yeah, he he was he was probably a promising upcoming rapper to yeah. like top rapper in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think you know there's a lot of people who like were on the baby's kind of mid level bubbling talent. And people think it's easy. It's like, no, like there's thousands of rappers. <laughs> but, Literally with baby in the title. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's little baby, you know, who's not as big as the baby, you know? So I, I, I feel like he was able to, you know, figure some things out. And I do think he, you know, him just kind of having more humor and, you know, like smile, like his videos are kind of creative. Like, I feel like he did the things that he needed to do to kind of like, you know, trickle up over the masses and uh yeah, just glowed up. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Uh my category, quick one actually. Um the Playboy Cardi Award, most punching above your weight as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy one. For me it was a uh, Pierre Leborn. So long story short, he's a popping producer who actually produced a lot of Playboy Cardi stuff. He also produced, was it a, I think he had some shows a new Kanye West record also, I think recently. Mm. But anyway, dope producer. Uh all right, rapper at best, but uh, he dropped a mixtape, which actually I think is great because it showcases his rapping, but more along the lines of his production. So a song will begin, it'll have a certain beat to it. He'll intentionally like the song will end, and he'll like maybe speed it up or slow it down, and there'll be like a part of it, like a synth line or a drum beat or something like that. It'll actually intro and bleed into the next track. So it's kind of like a cool production project also. So yeah. it's, it's one I've been listening to, not necessarily for the raps, but definitely for the production. So shouts to him. Yeah, uh, so I guess kind of, because I kind of diss him too, but you know. Still love. <laughs> uh, this, this is another one of yours. Oh, the, the Old Folks Home. That's right. The Hip Hop Old Folks Home Award. <laughs> this is going to go, there were two possible. There was going to be Griselda, possibly, but mm. that's, we'll leave that alone for now. But I put out Gangstar's latest, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know Gangstar had a latest. They had a Gangstar had a latest, and it was, it was quite well. It was basically, uh, uh, long story short, when when Guru passed away, him and Premier were kind of, they, they weren't the best, in the best place. And there was a little acrimony there, and along with that, that one dude, MC Solar. Oh, I always yeah, get confused yeah, with the yeah, French so dude, right. uh, but not the French dude. Yeah, but not oh, the French yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. name like the French dude, but yeah. not the French dude. Yeah. But anyway, long story short. Uh, between, I guess, Solar and um, Guru's Estate, Premier got a chance to kind of get a chance to have get some of those demos, some of those vocal tracks, and made a gangster album that could stand pretty much close to the classic stuff. Is it as great? I'm not going to be that bold. But basically, if this gangster album came out in, let's say, 1997, nobody would be mad. So I think the fact of where Premier is able to kind of you know, go out there, create these songs from scratch because it's not like these are, they were old songs. All he had was vocal tracks. Yeah. And build a gangstar sound from somebody who's been doing shit from that, you know, who's been ne- not necessarily, 
you know, he's still producing, but his production has gotten different and changed and it kind of evolved from there. So for him to kind of basically devolve and kind of drop this weird classic gangster album, props to him. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, worst verse of the year. Eminem. 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 So going into Griselda, so long story short, you know, we've discussed this before. This is like Rock Marciano. Yeah. You've got a whole bunch of uh, revivalists, East Coast revivalists, whereas a lot of sample music, a lot of hard, you know, hard neck, you know, I'm going to come kidnap your grandmother and shoot her in the face type fucking street rap shit. And also their Eminem signees on Shady. Um, recently this year they had a glow up where you had Benny the Butcher had an EP that blew up really big mm-hmm. and Griselda themselves dropped their collaborative album I think in November that made some waves you know obviously it's the music that's going to become fucking sell thousands of copies but you know they, people loved it people talked about it people blogged about it solid records but the reason why I bring it up is because uh, Eminem sucks god damn <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I, it makes me wonder. Like, how is it the idea of where rappers get really rich and really famous and just don't their references don't catch up? Like, well, what's like what they, happens here? Well, that's the thing. It's like, like when you get rich and famous, like you, you, you don't really have that much to rap about. Yeah, it's weird. So, long story short, they dropped their fucking collaborative album, pretty solid overall. The last song is a remix, I think, called "Bang." You know, all these guys come on there doing that New York City, not New York City, but New York. You know, New York East Coast rap, tough talk. And, you know, very generic, very solid. Don't get me wrong, great MCs, but nothing too special. And Eminem just comes in and shits up the fucking room. And it's like, God damn it, dog. Like, you're, you're, you're one thing you were supposed to be really good at is rapping. And you've got these dudes basically rapping about violence on autopilot, and they still merch you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Very, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, Eminem now is like worth hundreds of millions of dollars. What is he really gonna rap about? Like, and, and now it's like you know all the shit. Eminem's old raps have not aged well. Yeah, at all, <laughs> at all. So he he probably doesn't want to go down that route. Yeah. So what is he gonna rap about? He, you know, he's one of those rappers that doesn't have a lot of haters actually. Yeah, when you think about it. So he can't rap about the haters. You know, like, what is he going to rap about? Well, he, the thing is, he used to always rap about the haters. That's the funny thing. But at least then you kind of believed it. Now yeah. it's like, I don't know, go ma- old man go home. I, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Want to take this one? Oh, underrated record of the year. Yeah, I think they're both. Yeah, this one. We, we agree on something yes. here. Uh, two Chains, Rapper Go to the League. Yeah, I think it's probably his best project overall. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, and the thing is, I'm going to say it, it might sound like a diss, but I feel like it was a better version of 444. It, it showed yeah. it showed growth, but wasn't like an asshole about it. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's like he, it's like he was still the same old, the, the same two chains, but but like just older. You yeah, know? and I, I think it you know it's it's really interesting too because I feel like I think the reason why a lot of people like this album and a lot of people of our age like this album is because the beat selection was very much like it felt like more of an East Coast album to me. It felt like more of like. <laughs> something that gang, you know, not really a gangster, but like somebody that, that from New York will put out. I feel yeah. like his beat selection, his cadence, just felt very East Coast to me. And I feel like, and then just again, you're talking about like you know the lyrical content, just talking from a perspective of an older ass man, like like he's not a young dude, you know. So I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was a great play for him. Um, and I I know that it came out or so early in the year that it's kind of forgotten about, but. I, I do think it's it's one of my favorite. It's definitely the best two chains album out there. You know, it doesn't have any flashy like marketing campaigns like the trap yeah. album. But I thought it was great. Like, yeah. I, and I thought I like I could see him selling into this kind of like vibe. 
like the, this, this, it out. this great like elder rap statement, and it's like it's it's not like he's like I said it's it's this dope fun rapping too. So it's not like when I kind of said it's old and mature yada yada, it's not. Is this somebody where it's like he's able to kind of look at the game? It reminds me a lot of the way I don't know how to describe it. It's 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 it's, it's cool to see. MCs grow and kind of settle into a more of, of like, let's say, like Nas has done a really good job of it. Whereas it's like, I'm settling more into elder statement than actual catching up with the, the young guys. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, like your favorite rappers, if you're our age, are our age. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like forty and above, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I like I, I like what they're doing. I like the fact that like they're kind of owning their age, they're owning their wisdom. They're only like who they are instead of like trying to, you know, chase a little pump. Like yeah. it's just not worth it. Not so. worth it at all. <laughs> all right. It's this award, the Nelly. We don't know when it's gonna end. Let's get these white people money while we still can award. <laughs> I think there's no question that's goddamn Lizzo. Holy fucking shit. So like going back to that, if the if the baby had a glow up, fucking Lizzo oh had a fucking God. nuclear bomb. Oh my goodness. She's fucking everywhere. Like and I'm not even mad. I we've already talked about this. Yeah. Look, I look. I mean, she was in fucking movies. She was in fucking SNL. She was in fucking any any concert that was in your town. She was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Any every late night show, she was there. She is fucking just working, 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 and props to fucking her because get that fucking money. Yeah. And, and look, like I, I like how you titled this award. <laughs> Get that white people money, you know. I'm not even mad. And you know what? Like, I'm so happy that you know there's a mole. There's a like a, she's basically doing like the fucking Katy Perry's and like whatever, but she's working twice as hard. <laughs> she's going that whole pop star route, but she's you know working twice as hard as a Katy Perry, twice as hard as a Taylor Swift, twice as hard as like a Molly Cyrus or whatever, and she's getting that money. And yeah. She's getting those checks, like. Like, I can't be mad at that, you know? And the fact that the most interesting thing about Lizzo is that she's making this money off of songs that are two and three years old. <laughs> that, to me, is the most fascinating <laughs> thing about Lizzo is the fact that, like, she hasn't even put out, like, new songs this year. And, like, the songs that are popped off are, like, from 2017, 2016. Um, and I feel, you know, I feel like she has a deep bench. She has a catalog of, of pop bangers that go stretches for like three or four years so she can literally not put out an album <laughs> <laughs> and just ride like, all that streaming money Ooh. you know and then again like now it's just like you know like look cool She's like the hood doesn't really like Lizzo cool oh it's okay like white girls in Iowa like Lizzo yep like so and they got they got checks they were they, they like they, they're giving out the bags yeah. so uh no Look, props to Lizzo. I've always been a fan. You know, get that money. Get that money. All right. right. The next award is the Belly Hip Hop Movie Performance of the Year. Goes to Cardi B. Uh, Honestly, just Cardi's still everywhere, long story short. She wasn't fucking Hustlers. She wasn't fucking Rhythm and Flow and fucking Netflix. She's just fucking, as usual, going back to the idea of Lizzo, you know, Cardi B may not necessarily be doing it in an extreme pop of a way, but, you know, let's get this white people money while we still can. <laughs> so props to Cardi Party B. You know what? I'm going to have an addendum to that. All right. You know who got this this TV money? Ooh. Drake. Oh, so Top Drake, Boy, yeah. Drake produced pop bo- the Top Boy and Euphoria. Yeah, shit, you're year. right. He's, he's behind the scenes. He's getting his, you know. Yeah, and I guess he's yeah. launching two more shows next year. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. 
Get that, that get that TV money. Get, get that Netflix money. Get, get, go get it, dude. That Netflix money is real. Da, da, da. <laughs> All right, so next one is the Buster Rhymes Killed You on Your Own Shit Award. I mean, we discussed already the baby. I mean, <laughs> dude was fucking everywhere. You know, it's it's something where, you know, J. Cole's Dreamers, he was a fucking Chances album, he was a fucking Post Malone's album. This dude was fucking... He was on the uh, the Crash Talk album. Yeah, come I on. Just, I just saw that. He was on Crash Talk. <laughs> yeah, so he was out here again... <laughs> Maybe not hustle to cross over, but definitely hustle these little fucking guest appearance checks. So, you know, and like I said, it's, I think it's the idea of where what's also been, I guess we kind of covered our trends already, but what's been kind of very interesting is maybe it's a, it's a backlash. A lot of the way SoundCloud was going, SoundCloud rappers are going, but there's a lot of rapidly rapping ass rappers out there who are fucking just like trying to like just spit bars. Yeah, I, I, I feel like everything happens in cycles. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like we, we went from mobile rap, and I feel like now the pendulum's swinging back, you know. Yeah, like back we, to the six, to stop the 16 yeah, bars. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised at that. Yeah. All right, so uh, we got the Kanye West Wrestling Heel Turn Award. <laughs> and I we it's not a person per se, but an incident. We award Gold Link's tribute to Mac Miller that came out, I believe, in November. Oh, my God. Where in a very stirring Instagram post, he talked about the death of his friend and how his friend was a dirty biter who stole all his shit. And probably caused Anderson Pac to really basically say, I'm going to see you when I see you, bitch nigga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that that, that Gold Link Anderson Pac collabo that we've been hoping for is not probably not going to happen. Not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but, uh... Yeah, this is very unexpected. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, and I'm like, it's it just. Gold Link took an L for that. It's yeah. like completely unnecessary. Have you felt that way? Like, this, you know, you don't need to broadcast that on, on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you broadcast it. It's like, you know, just tell us people. Just, you know, say it at the industry party, you know, you know, like, let it out. But, like, don't put that publicly. That's just not a good look for you, fam. I, I, oh. <laughs> and the next award is the Bobby Catwell Best Hip-Hop R&B Performance by a White Person. <laughs> 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 we, need, we need these categories at the Grammys, by the way. <laughs> Recording Academy, get at us. <laughs> but I, I think, not to be funny, Ariana Grande. Thank you, next. Probably one of the best crossover R&B albums of the year. Yeah. Uh, there's any argument to be made. And the thing is, I, I re, even re-listened to it. it. It's it's something that you would kind of, it's just a, it's not really a pop album. It's it's kind of where pop music is, where for years, the whole goal was to kind of make hip hop and kind of water it down so you could kind of go towards fucking the pop realm, where it's been the exact opposite. Where the pop realm has been trying to get themselves more and more hip hop, more and more fucking black, more and more R&B. And I think that this album kind of showcases in a weird way how successful it's been. Yeah. yeah like, like, the thing is, because it's like it's easy for me to kind of sit there and be like, yada, 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 you know, white girl, fake ponytail, fake tan. But it really, it has bops. Like, the album is a solid-ass R&B album. You know what I'm saying? It kind of reminds me, not to be funny, of, remember Mariah Mar- Mar- Carey's album a couple years ago that we were all, like, gagaing over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's just a really solid, uh, uh, you know, up-tempo, but, like, R&B album. And, you know, props to her. You know, who thought the white girl had it in her? Shouts to Disney. Shouts to Disney. You know, y'all make the perfect fucking do that. Clones. I, I got I got Disney stock now. <laughs> oh I'm invested shit. in the shit. Uh, Disney Plus all the time. <laughs> Gonna have baby Yodas everywhere. <laughs> Five more of this shit. I'm ready. <laughs> so we've got the Conan O'Brien in the year 2020. Hip hop will be doing more of so I think the samples. 
Yeah, I don't know about that, fam. But, I, but, 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 but speak, your, speak your piece. Because my thing is, you've got, going back to the idea where we kind of mentioned Griselda, but you also have a lot of underground rappers like fucking like Earl Sweatshirt, which is, I guess, the word to kind of call them underground rappers, where they're putting out records where it's just fucking samples. You know, Pink, Pink Sifu. Like, these aren't fucking organic records. These are just sample samples. And it's kind of cool to kind of see that return. Now, is that going to happen on a mainstream level? Probably not, because when that album gets a couple more streams, it's like someone's going to be there to be like, yo, cut me this fucking check. Yeah. That said, it's kind of cool to kind of see the art form kind of live on in the underground, and at least on the surface, looks like it's got no fucking waves and, and nobody's really fucking getting sued, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I would say like we and we just mentioned it. I feel like like the the pendulum is swinging back. Like my my year twenty twenty prediction for hip hop is the pendulum swinging back to bars. And I feel like you know you you can't just kind of mumble your way through anymore. Like you kind of have to be coherent. <laughs> and I, I think it's just because um, you know if you're a mumble rapper, like there's only so much you you can do before you just become background noise. And I feel like you know now you see like rappers like the Baby and Megan Thee Stallion who are like still kind of doing this kind of like you know street level shit and like doing this like kind of trap music, but they're doing it in a way that's quirky and creative and things like that. And I feel like that's probably going to happen more and more. Um, it'll be interesting to see like somebody like a little Yachty. Like, what is that person going to do? Like, little Yachty now is older. He's been in the game now for like seven years. But he did try to spit. He had that one album that was yeah. a little more, and that yeah, was. Yeah. But unfortunately, he kind of lost the best thing about little Yachty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking to see if this trend stands with like some of those rappers to see uh, if they're going to put out their rapper goes to the league <laughs> <laughs> in 2020. Ooh, and I think that kind of segues into our last category. The DOS Effects Award, a.k.a. they bit my style so hard, they may be obsolete. Migos. <laughs> I remember years ago, Migos, you know, they, and, and it's kind of, uh, all right, so let's talk, I'll praise Migos first. Going back to the idea of the Ariana Grande where you had all these, you know, rappers kind of creating this music, and, you know, once it got a certain big, they would kind of, you know, aim towards the pop market. You know, everybody wasn't, nobody was innocent. You know, Nas, hate me now. You know, fucking Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life with the fucking literal Annie sample. Like, it wasn't anything that was fucking out of the ordinary. You know, yeah. I think the idea was you hope that it would cross over but retain a lot of the shit that made him dope. Like, a Jay-Z, like a fucking Biggie, like a Nas. With Migos, I think is the first time for me. One exception would be, obviously, The Chronic. But then I would make the argument argument that Chronic is really more of a pop album than a hip-hop album. That's a whole other, source, a whole other side story. <laughs> <laughs> But with Migos, it felt like the very first time where you had literal shit that was recorded in a back room somewhere in Atlanta that went to a strip club that was played, that went to somebody dude's car, that went to fucking the top of the charts. Like, literally, those are the steps. And I felt like Migos was a big part of it because for some reason, they will kind of track, you know, capture this great production. There was musicality in what they were doing. You know, they were they themselves were kind of weird, interesting characters. We had these weird, nerdy-looking black dudes with glasses and gold chains, but they would shoot you in two seconds. Yeah. So they had, they had a lot of things kind of going on there. So props to me goes for that. That said, holy shit, is, are, are they played out <laughs> in 2019? Like, across the board. Yeah. Like, I do have to say, you know, 2018, I mean, they 
was it 2018 or 2017? Like they had like double albums, yeah. features everywhere, random one-offs, offset drops on one off, and then like, you know, takeoff like jumps on that. You know, they were everywhere. Like they oversaturated themselves. And unfortunately that happens. Like I I'm I understand why people do that, but I'm also just kind of like you know, you gotta have some patience, fam. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, you know, put a little bit of distance between um, your releases because, yeah, it's like, and they're already getting bitten, bitten off of <laughs> by other rappers, <laughs> just both stylistically and flows for like for years. So, I'm not surprised that they continue to kind of like, you know, get, get bited and also like the trend of them being who they are just kind of gets worried down, worried down. Um, so having that said, I do think they had the best brand promotion ever. The Migos Popeyes deal. Oh yes. Was great. That was great. The Migos Popeyes deal was great. <laughs> great to the point where like, I couldn't actually order it on Uber <laughs> Eats. Like the, the Uber Eats app crashed and they deleted all the Popeyes restaurant locations <laughs> because like, I'm sure people went crazy, but like Migos and Popeyes, like I can't. It, there's nothing else that goes. Collaboration, like <laughs> <laughs> whoever the marketing intern who the thought of that needs Ooh. to get like get a raise stat. Yeah, and, that, and but the, <laughs> the funny thing is like I think that because they they'll, they'll pop up on my Twitter feed like doing like liquor commercials or, like you know they've done a lot of cross promoting so they're definitely getting that money still so props to them. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of change because I know there was a period of time where you know this actually you know what's weird this is not the first time they fell off. After Versace, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Versace definitely. was huge, yeah, and then they admitted that they kind of oversaturated themselves, yeah. They kind of stepped away, did some solo shit, came back together, became gargantuan, had this great little run. Now they kind of back at a peak saturation, so it's gonna be interesting because they've done it once before. They could definitely reinvent themselves. Yeah, so. no, definitely, definitely. So maybe, I, I, you know, I, I have faith in them. Maybe, maybe 2021, 2022. You know, President Elizabeth Warren, you know, on stage <laughs> with the, the new national anthem sung by Migos. Y'all wish. Yeah, it's gonna be Y'all great. Y'all wish. It's gonna be great. Ooh, <laughs> 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 but on that note. Happy New Year, all fans. Happy New Year. We're happy to be back. It was a rough couple of weeks. I had a little laryngitis. I sounded a little scratchy, scratchy. But, you know, that's why I, that's when you talk a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? I was out there talking shit in these streets. You got to protect your voice, man. Yeah, protect, that, protect, that's protect, that's protect, the money. Protect your neck. Yeah. That's a money maker right there, fam. But uh, yeah, but we will be hitting 2020 strong. Thanks for sticking around, and we'll be giving you more stuff in the near future. Yeah.